Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. Happy 2024. Here we are in the first week of January, and for me, it's kind of hard to believe we're here already. So this is the time of year where many of us take a look at our next year and see this as a new beginning and set out with some new intentions. And I'm here to say that I had some new intentions that I've already kind of messed up. So for example, I'm supposed to have this podcast out on Wednesdays. And um, I just really, really, really underestimated how much administrative and extra things that I wanted to do over the holidays um, that I didn't get to. So, and then there's just life, life happens. And there's, you know, I work in a field that requires um, me to be really flexible. And I work with a lot of families who are really struggling. And sometimes things come up. So rather than see myself as kind of messing up already with my goal being to have a little bit more wiggle room between appointments and to have a little bit more time carved out in the beginning of my day to um, exercise and to make sure that I prioritize that rather than get to my desk right away, I can tell you that I've already kind of messed that up a little. But I'm not going to be too hard on myself um, because I just really feel like we're all kind of a work in progress. And it's really important for all of us to kind of take a look at our priorities and take a look at ourselves and say, what is it that I'm doing really, really well? And what is it that I do need to polish, recognizing that nothing has to change overnight? So I'm here to say congratulations to all of you who have set out with these great resolutions and great intentions. And I hope that um, your goals and your values um, act as your compass and continue to take you in the direction that you want to go. And I'm going to give myself some kindness and compassion and realize that I'm still going in the direction uh, of my compass as well. I just have to be patient with myself and realize that this is a particularly busy time. And it's okay that if things don't go exactly as I planned. So again, thanks for tuning in to this Kitchen Table Conversations, even though we're a day late. Um, I thought that I would take a little bit of time once again to say that if now is not the time for you to make resolutions or to look at yourself and evaluate and, and assume that we all need to make big changes, I think that's okay too. Um, you know, it's okay to sit with ourselves and say, you know what, I'm doing a pretty good job and I don't need to make any monumental changes. I just need to keep plugging away. And I think that's that's really important, too. Um, but I do think that it's always uh, important to remind ourselves of what kinds of habits that some of our more successful or emotionally intelligent people um, utilize or, you know, kind of operationalize in their day to day. Um, and I do see that, you know, obviously I'm a social worker, so I work with individuals who struggle letting go of tough emotions and intrusive thoughts. And so I spend a lot of my time supporting people and asking them really important questions to help them to understand what's working for them and what's really not. And I'm realizing that emotionally um, intelligent or, you know, mentally well individuals tend to set kind of emotional boundaries and realize what is theirs to own and what is not theirs to own. And I feel like sometimes 
when we're really feeling pressured or stressed, we take on more than our share, more of um, responsibilities that belong to other people. And, and whether it's our work, whether it's our family members, you know, our desire to be helpful, our desire to care and offer compassion and concern are obviously really, really strong characteristics. But sometimes we can actually perpetuate difficulties by taking on more than our share, assuming that other people, A, aren't capable, even though that's not our intentional message, sometimes it becomes our message. And then also assuming that we're the ones that that have to take care of other people. And I'm not sure that that's our job all the time. So emotional boundaries, setting them is important and also protecting them and following through. So for example, if, you know, we've got deadlines at work, but we have, um, other commitments that are, you know, that are a big part of our lives, whether it's whether we're planning a vacation, for example, with our family, or we need to take our kids to extracurricular activities, um, you know, setting those boundaries and then protecting them and not falling trap kind of thing to these, uh, what if my boss, you know, wants me to do something after hours? And what if I don't respond to that email? What is going to be the consequence to that? So again, setting the boundaries and then making sure that we protect them, I think are really important. But I also think that it's really, really important to allow ourselves to be great because sometimes urgent issues do come up and our boss is not necessarily a bad person for requesting or expecting us to be helpful in the time of a crisis. And it's up to us to evaluate that. So it's interesting because I got questioned not too long ago around, uh, you know, whether, why it's, why a, a person that I'm supporting um, reaches out to me at times of crisis or when he's experiencing um, emotional setbacks uh, via email or text message. Um, and in my practice, I make it very clear to everyone that I do not offer crisis uh, supports. So I can't do that within my scope uh, and, you know, within my, um, my wellness practice. I just can't. So I don't. However, I work odd hours sometimes because I know that families do need support in the evenings and sometimes Saturday mornings are better for appointments than Monday to Friday because the rest of the world works as well. So because I'm in private practice, I get to set those hours. But the questions around, you know, boundary issues and that kind of thing and the assumptions that I don't have boundaries because I work on a Saturday or because I accept a text message after hours is just wrong. And so we need to we need to be flexible all the while protecting what's really important to us. I also think that emotionally well and um, intelligent people uh, focus on what we can do about a problem rather than the problem itself. So I think it is really important for us to recognize that, you know, sometimes really awful things happen. Sometimes we lose a job. Sometimes we lose our marriage, sometimes something even more drastic happens and that we have an unexpected death or a loss or an accident that happens or, you know, people at work are just not nice or people in the parking lot are just not nice. Um, you know, rather than focusing on the problem, sometimes if we focus on what we can do, that really gives us power and it really helps us to move forward in a good way. Thinking and 
feelings are, are different. The feelings that we have around certain circumstances when we get triggered and our whole body reacts to pain, for example, or anxiety or high stress, that's something that we can't necessarily control. But eventually, we can gain control of the thoughts and we can ask ourselves if these thoughts are actually helping us or hurting us. And sometimes when we tend to ruminate about how bad somebody behaved in the parking lot, for example, or think about road rage, you know, where does that get us? What does that really matter that that stranger over there is acting kind of oddly or dangerously? Make yourself safe. Do what you can to protect yourself and others. If it's obviously erratic, you know, behavior, call um, the authorities in that situation. But once you're done that, what else can you do? And what else does thinking about how bad that person behaved, how does that give us energy or power? So questioning that and really focusing on bouncing back from difficult times rather than um, the setback or the problem itself. Um, and, you know, again, focusing on our thoughts and keeping them um more helpful rather than harmful, um, it really, it doesn't help us to spiral into, you know, reliving those events. And I, I think it's really important for all of us to remember too, that, you know, I've spoke before about the power of, of mindfulness and taking emotional vacations per se, um, because our bodies don't really know the difference between remembering or really being mindful around, you know, going back to your happy place, like imagining yourself on a beach and imagining the sunshine and the warmth against your skin. When you do that, our bodies react as though they're actually at the beach and you benefit from all of what our body is doing to make sure that we know that we're safe and that we're content and we're peaceful and we're less stressed. So that has a physiological response, just like when we remember something that's really tragic or really painful or really scary our body reacts into that and gets us prepared for that fight or flight or to protect ourselves. So replaying negative circumstances and situations continues to bring those negative emotions back into our, our bodies and we do have a stress response. So that's not something that we want to kind of perpetuate. We want to let those thoughts go and recognize that there's, they're not helping us. We can't do anything about the bad behavior or the difficult or tragic circumstance that's happened except protect ourselves and move forward with the learning and and again being a part of solutions if in, if that's possible and emotionally well people also uh, take responsibility for their own behavior but also cut themselves a break and so I always say this you know we are all flawed individuals and we are capable of error and so we you know sometimes can be so hard on ourselves um, you know, when a circumstance happened yesterday where I, you know, I wasn't sure that I made the best judgment um, during a brand new kind of set of circumstances for me. And it was my husband who said, when's the last time you spoke to anybody in that circumstance? And I'm like, you know, when I it was through my work and, and it was a, an urgent and different circumstance for me. And, and I said, I don't think I ever have. And he said, well, you're learning, you know, and I'm like, mm, you're right, I am learning. And that's the kind of support that I would offer my best friend or a colleague 
But for myself, it was this pit in my stomach wondering, ooh, you know, are there going to be consequences for the other person because of what I said? Is this, you know, is this the best way that I could have handled it? And the bottom line is I won't make the best decision every single time. Um, My goal is to make more good decisions than poor, right? Um, But we all make mistakes. So I think that's really, really important too. And again, treat ourselves the way we would treat our best friends. I don't think we do that very well. And the other thing to remember, too, is that, you know, even Walt Disney uh, got fired because he wasn't as creative enough. So there are, you know, people do get rejected. People don't appreciate what it is you bring to the table. Sometimes people lose jobs uh, without just cause or without any cause at all, just because the management team doesn't align or things within the organization are different or people do lack some of the Um, ethics and morals that maybe you hold to high standards. So sometimes there is a misfit and sometimes people get away with what we assume is kind of bad behavior. That definitely happens. Um, But again, focusing on what we can do and the bounce back rather than the incident itself, because there's nothing more we can do about some of these circumstances, um, except move forward in the best way possible that helps us align with our values and the things that are really, really important to us. I also think that it's really important for all of us to understand too that bad things do happen to good people. And so we don't have to take everything personally and we don't have to understand why these things happen. So it was interesting because a while back, um, we had some family members that were struggling with cancer. And I can remember uh, another family member, you know, thanking God and um, thanking people for saving and making sure that her father was safe during this, you know, very difficult illness. And my immediate response was, and this is not about a religious belief system or not, and this is not a a judgment about that, but my immediate response was, so does that mean that his father, who died 10 years younger, didn't meet the mark or didn't, um, wasn't good enough to be saved? Does that mean that his brother, who died actually 20 years and tragically at age 50, does that mean that he was a bad person because he passed away suddenly? Does that mean that the little eight-year-old boy wasn't selected to be saved by your God? So none of that really sat very well with me, and it never has. Um, You know, sometimes there's not reasons for, for these bad things to happen. And, and I think that's a really important message to continue to remind ourselves. And I've quoted my father many, many times. And one of the things that he said to me that was very powerful growing up was, you know, you get out of life what you put into it. And I, I believe that to some extent, you know, when you work hard, you usually reap the benefits of that. But again, There are times where bad things do happen to good people. And I know for me personally, because of that message, there were times when bad things did happen. I kind of felt like it was my fault and I was a little bit harder on myself than I needed to be. So, um, and that was an awakening for me to realize that, no, this is not my fault. This, this was just a bad thing that happened. And, um, 
and I'm not to blame. So balance that out if you can. And, um, and my hope is that you bring this uh, conversation back home to your kitchen tables. And I really wish from the bottom of my heart that 2024 is good to you and your family and that globally we see some improvements and uh, we keep plugging away and working towards our values and the things that are so very important to us. With many thanks, Angela. Angela.